Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. She makes me lie down in green pastures. She leads me beside still waters. She restores my soul. She leads me in right paths for her name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Exodus chapter 3, verses 16 through 22, and chapter 4, 18 through 20. Go and assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have given heed to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt. I declare that I will bring you up out of the misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. They will listen to your voice, and you and the elders of Israel shall go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us now go a three days' journey into the wilderness, so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. I know, however, that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders that I will perform in it. After that he will let you go. I will bring this people into such favor with the Egyptians that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. Each woman shall ask her neighbor and any woman living in her neighbor's house for jewelry of silver and of gold and of clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, and and so you shall plunder the Egyptians. Moses went back to his father-in-law Jethro and said to him, Please, let me go back to my kindred in Egypt and see whether they are still living. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. The Lord said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt. For all those who are seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons, put them on a donkey, and went back to the land of Egypt. And Moses carried the staff of God in his hand. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. For the Lord's sake, accept the authority of every human institution, whether of the emperor as supreme or of governors, as sent by him who p- to punish those who do wrong and to praise those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing right you, shall, you should silence the ignorance of the foolish. As servants of God, live as free people, yet do not use your freedom as a pretext for evil. Honor everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor.
morning and welcome to the third Friday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 23, Exodus 3 and 4, and then finally 1 Peter 2. Um, the, the, the final reading jumped out to me, um, and I think it's significant for... Um, other Christian soldiers and veterans who are trying to figure out what it means that we love God and country. Um, And it also happens to have a really important part in my own story, which I um, share in Reborn on the Fourth of July. I started making that uh, like a serial podcast, but I'm going to work my way through um, the Vita Martini first. If you've been listening to those, I hope you enjoy them. I'm just doing one chapter at a time, but once I get all of um, the biographies chapters down, I'll try and make one long um, pod, uh, podcast episode with just the life of St. Martin, and then there's also the dialogues and some other stuff. Anyway, um, I'm also trying to do that with Reborn on Fourth of July, my uh, 2013 book, which you can get for a dollar um, plus shipping if you want it. Um, but First Peter 2 was one of the, the passages that I came across um, in late 2005, early 2006, before I applied to be a non-combatant conscientious objector as a, an E5, uh, if I say infantrymen, infantrymen will get upset because I wasn't, but I was, I was a part of an infantry platoon as a forward observer for the artillery. And, I, and that's important because I lived, ate, slept, shat, and shaved in an infantry unit. Um, I lived off base, so I was in the barracks, but we had other um, FOs who were actually living in the infantry barracks. Um, anyway, uh, it was at that time that I was trying to figure out what it meant to be a Christian soldier, beginning to. Um, I hadn't really thought much about it because I kind of took for granted that Americans are Christians and, you know, the Bible is just more or less what everybody says it is. And I, um, after my deployment to Iraq, um, I felt a certain sense of, not betrayal, some kind of loss. Uh, I realized that what I thought about myself and about the world wasn't exactly false, but it was misleading. And I needed to pull my head, of my head out of my ass and decide for myself what the fuck was going on. Um, and it began actually with reading the 9-11 Commission report um, while I was on guard duty for, I don't know, however many weeks in northern Iraq. Um, and I began just really... Uh, I became somewhat disenchanted by the military, by the government, by a lot of different things. And it started with, I'm in war, I'm at war, and it doesn't seem to be very coherent, either morally or politically. Um, I felt kind of used. I felt, I felt maybe blinded. Anyway, it wasn't until I got home that I started taking that same kind of um, desire to my my faith, what I thought my faith was. 
Um, like, don't just take for granted. Like, if I'm going to be a Christian, I'm gonna, either going to do it or I'm going to stop claiming I'm doing it because I just I don't want to be a hypocrite. Um, there's a strong driving force in my life after watching people die in Iraq. I don't know how else to put it. Um, and the very, I mean, foundationally for what Pew Pew HQ is and what Centurion's Guild was when that was a thing was that Christian soldiers are not just crusaders that we need to get rid of or adapt these stereotypes in our head that were in my head. Um, and one of the kind of like overarching, you know, debates in that kind of arena is, um, well, what do we do about the fact that we have a heavenly commander, we have God, um, and then we also have these earthly commanders, um, you know, whether those are captains and, and colonels or like our boss or, you know, I don't know, um, and throughout the 2,000 years of church history, there have been different ways to assess that Luther's two kingdoms. Um, understanding is one way. Um, Augustine's city of God and city of man is another. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not... I, I, I wanted to figure that out. And 1 Peter 2, this very passage, as servants of God live as free people. But don't abuse your freedom as a pretext for evil. Honor everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Um, this is the way I was told it was supposed to work. Um, Caesar, the president, the world, they don't get anything. Because there's nothing left after you give everything to God. Um, or... Uh, well, uh, God and Caesar are in cahoots and, um, serving one, you're serving the other. And, uh, I, I just, I didn't buy it. I, I like just to put it quite simply. Um, I didn't think that to be a Christian soldier, I either had to, um, believe that Caesar was more or less God or God's agent on earth which is what the Romans wanted the Christians to believe, um, or that just by simply being in the military, I was somehow, you know, engaging in a life of sin. And this was one of those passages that's, that really stuck with me. I think it made it into Reborn on the Fourth of July. The idea that you can, uh, I, I think in, in one piece I wrote, that you have one master but many friends. Um, serving God does not require that you embarrass or degrade or, um, or you know, shit on Caesar. Um, Caesar is a person too. The president is a person too. Um, and that's gotten me in some hot water as well. Um, uh, the reluctance to jump on the bandwagon, the progressive bandwagon in this case, um, and um, say things or act in ways or, or just simply amplify things that other people are saying that demean the president as unqualified professionally as he is to be the president uh, or say unprecedented as it is that he's the president. Um, we do not 
succumb to dehumanizing even people that we think deserve it because that's the point um it's all about who it is that we apply our little formula to um and whether that's black people or that's uh, white people or rich people or women our little formula is bullshit um those enemies of ours are people just like us um and that's why as i said earlier in an earlier um episode psalm 23 there's a lot of different ways you can read this final stanza you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows now you can think that your enemy is sitting there watching you feast and dine and have a great time another way to interpret that is that you and your enemy are going to be sharing a table whether you like it or not and you can make small talk or you can avoid it but one way or another if you think that you can treat people a certain way and walk off and there be no ripple effect repercussion you're mistaken um that the the in the presence of my enemies means they're sitting next to you and they're eating the same thing and if that's upsetting maybe this life that we call christianity isn't isn't something that you're cut out for um and i'm being more harsh than i think i i frankly want to but 1 peter 2 is one of these passages where it challenged frankly my desire to just find a tribe and stick with it and call myself something other than just or try or aspire to to be something other or more than christian um i i frankly want to be a progressive christian or a conservative christian i'd i'd rather be in one camp i know who my friends are i know who my enemies are um i get to treat my friends one way and my enemies another way um but that isn't the point um i i, I don't know maybe i'm overstating my attraction or uh uh desire i don't know um the 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 inspiration that this passage left with me um it's very similar to Romans 13 um the authorities are given authority for a certain purpose and it's used Romans 13 is used by conservative christians to say something that frankly i don't think it says um obey the authorities because they're the authorities that's not what paul said that's not what he meant um and here is another passage 1 peter 2 where it sounds kind of similar the authority of every human institution whether of the uh whether of the emperor as supreme or of governors they are sent by the lord to punish those who do wrong and to praise those who do right um that i don't read that as justifying um emperors or governors i think it's just a, a pragmatic statement that's what they're supposed to be doing whether they do it or not is you know time will tell and i think time has shown um and i think this is kind of a a, ref, a kind of a meta reflection that i haven't really i don't gotten into on this show all that much um i'm usually much more interested in the kind of nitty gritty um but i think it's important to to read to to allow our bibles to read us and what i mean by that is that if we really believe the the whole of this thing we call scripture is authoritative 
um, that we can't just pick out the pieces that we like and emphasize those. We have to, in fact, find those pieces that don't fit in our little fucking box and, f- and find another box, frankly. Um, and uh, in, in a, I don't know, a, a pragmatic, uh, more micro uh, way of saying that is being a Christian soldier does not beholden or compel you to be conservative or progressive. In fact, if you're fighting for a progressive or conservative cause, you've missed the boat. Fighting for Christ, being soldiers of Christ, Christian soldiers, mean that you're fighting for Christ's ideals, examples. Um, And then, if that's true, you don't use weapons of flesh and bone. Um, You fight against the powers and principalities when they step outside of these um, ordained kind of um, operations like punishing evildoers and rewarding um, those who do good. Um, I don't know, I I, I saw this line and I I was taken back to when I was just first starting out. And, I mean, Romans 13 is a big deal. The Beatitudes are a big deal. But for some reason, this one stuck with me. Fear God, honor the emperor. Fear God, but honor everybody else, whether you like them or not. Um, Even your worst enemies, even the people that you truly believe don't deserve human treatment. People have acted inhumanely. People have acted ignorantly. They're still people. doesn't matter how high they are, how low they are. Um, We are to fear God, and by fearing God, we honor everyone else. Whether they're in our tribe or not, whether we agree with them or not, whether we like what they've done or not, we honor them, and by honoring them, we honor God. And ultimately, we honor ourselves by being the kind of people that are not defined by ideology, they aren't defined by membership in some dumb shit group or, or tribe or box or camp. Um, they will know us. Everyone else will know those people uh, by their reluctance and unwillingness to be defined by anything else than the example of Christ. for our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, who has given us this good land for our heritage, we humbly beseech you that we may always prove ourselves a people mindful of your favor and glad to do your will. Bless our land with honorable industry, sound learning, and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties and fashion into one united people, the multitudes brought hither out of many peoples and languages. Endure, endure with the spirit of wisdom those to who in your name we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to your law we may show forth your praise among nations of the earth. In the time of prosperity, Fill our hearts with thankfulness, and in the day of trouble, 
suffer not our trust in you to fail. All which we seek through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.